0: What's going on, Bulls Nation, and welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at bowb Sports. Bow. Coming to us from Southern Brazil... Will the Goat got leave. He's on Twitter at Woke leave. and oh our God. man holding down the full fort for Bulls Nation down under Mark K on Twitter at MK mm-hmm. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. first time in a while. All four of us have been together on a pod. How is everybody doing? Let's start with you, Will,
1: because you're in Brazil. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. I just uh traveled all weekend, a lot of planes, but I'm down here. Staying with my girlfriend who's doing a research project here for the year. So coming to you live from South America. We told you this was the greatest international bulls podcast in the world. And I'm just making sure that we that we hold it up. Talk your shit, we'll
2: sure. <laughs>
3: there's two of us now in the southern hemisphere, yeah. And two in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hmm
1: Winter, Winter is coming. Winter is coming.
2: I know you I want to I want to know when you're going to this barbershop that you talked about that was down there. Oh, Barberia
1: Chicago. Yeah, there's a barbershop in this town called Barberia Chicago. Um I don't know when I'm going, but I will be going. I'll be going soon. Um and Are you going to yeah, go just, and get a fresh cut or are
0: you just going to go for the experience of a Chicago barbershop all the way down there?
1: It's so weird that there's a Chicago barbershop down there, but uh <laughs> yeah, probably both. Probably both. Why not? I mean, I, I don't know when how... One like, in Rome, you know? have
0: trust issues with, like, you have a barber, you like your barber, because we've all complimented, and rightly so, I do, just how
1: fresh and put together the locks are all the time, Will. I do always have a healthy amount of fear going into the barber shop. <laughs> you know, you just, you never know how you're going to come out looking, and, you know, it, it freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> Yo man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: I, that, that should never be the case. Like you should not walk into are you going to the same barber or is it a different one every single time I mean.
1: Well, I just moved. I had a I had somebody in uh in Oakland. Okay. But okay, okay, that's fair. I, I I went to somebody twice in Chicago. Uh very nice. You know, not feeling any kind of way yeah. about it, but it was Wait, it fun. You've it was you've been to a
0: barbershop twice since moving? To back to Chicago from the Bay.
1: Yeah, I've been there like that three was like months. two months ago. You go to a barber once a month, pretty much. It's working, for gets, them. it, gets, it it's gets big, and yeah, it needs to be. Controlled at all times. Okay, that's yeah, way, that, way too many trips to a haircut place for a man. It's like once every six
0: weeks. Too
2: many trips? That's yeah. wait. Up, that's what you how, meant. Like it's too many times. How often do you go? Yeah,
0: twice Shit. a year.
2: I get my hair cut twice, <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> what the
0: fuck? <laughs> wow. Wow. Maybe I'm three. Right now. Maybe three. <laughs> cut it wow. all the way down and then grow it back out. Cut it all the way down and grow it back out.
1: I can't do Let's the do rotations of growing and
0: cutting hair. That's it.
3: <laughs> that is the least surprising oh, really. thing. Ever. <laughs> From that, that <laughs> he doesn't strike me as someone that uh, grooms himself often.
0: Oh, wow. Well, you know, I can't put too much effort into making my hair look good because (sighs) it would pull the focus off of my scrawny, scrawny (laughs) arms, Mark. (laughs) How dare you body shave my tank (laughs) tops?
3: I appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Did you enjoy that segment? It's always good to have a loyal I have a
0: positive body image and I don't appreciate you body shaming people. My (laughs) arms may be scrawny. But they are brighter and more beautiful than your hard crusted
3: soul, my friend. <laughs> I don't disagree, but at the same time, I can see a door behind you. Just get all of sudden, things get like one of those pull-up bars that you can put on a door. You can do some push-ups at home, something like that. It doesn't take that much effort, surely.
2: Man, you're going here hard on any, man.
0: any time spent working on my guns is time not spent providing our fellow Bulls fans with the content they deserve. <laughs>
2: Boom. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man, enough. I've learned that I, I think... spend too much time doing push-ups and going to barbershops. That, that's <laughs> what I've <have> just learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I got you all well, beat by a long way.
0: <laughs> other other than other than being a body shaming person, how how are you, Mark? How how's how's tricks? And and more importantly,
3: how many times per year do you go to the barber shop?
0: Also, oh, look I, That's
3: that's the funny thing. I, I probably only go once a month at most. Um, I'm not a uh, major groomer myself, only but, once um, a month, but yeah. Well, some people go in there frequently, they like to have a nice fit, but that's not necessarily me. Um, but back to the question yeah, I'm okay, I haven't had much sleep the last couple of days. See, so Red Ted's a bit sick, um, at the moment, which is not an ideal especially because he turns one tomorrow so um (laughs) uh, happy early birthday birthday
0: to see happy
2: early birthday to teddy
3: one years old man it's gone so fast but um no i'm good i'm good happy to be on talking to you guys always lifts the spirits
2: did
0: he get sick because he stole your phone and started reading fred's tweets and like they he, he got sick to his stomach is that what happened
3: uh, look, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what it occurred. Maybe he got sick at me predicting the Mavs in six. Uh, <laughs> and maybe maybe he just uh, couldn't take that and his immune system couldn't take that sort of you know, fiery take. But um, nonetheless, it is what it is. And hopefully he's on the mend and uh, we can get uh, as if we, as in me and Jimmy Butler, can get this win tonight and make him feel right tonight. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so oh, i will you all's Friday show, Mark. You have a chance to read my Friday column. Speaking of Jimmy and how much we all love him,
3: <laughs> I, ha- I haven't—I honestly haven't yet. I want to, um, but I knew what was going to be the content of that piece, um, and I—I I don't think I need to read it to be honest with you to understand where Jimmy <laughs> falls on that list. But I, I, it's on my things to do. But um, I haven't even read my one that got posted today. I totally got fo- forgot it got posted today, so uh, I'll, I'll definitely put in the next twelve hours
0: uh yeah that's I'm a great read reminder read that right for everybody now. out there uh go to mm-hmm. allchco.com check out uh not only my pending order from last week if you missed that but also the latest in our player grades mark you did
3: uh the uh, uh power forwards right yeah yeah look let, let's be honest uh we want to get rid re- we want to get through these <laughs> these <laughs> player evaluations all right and i thought it was a good idea to maybe group some of these guys um in part for us to get through it but also just sort of spoke to the power forward rotation that it was a Kind of revolving door all year, like it was meant to be. Pat, then it wasn't because of the injuries. We didn't know what we we're to expect from Devonte. He gave us some things which are nice. Some were expecting more from um, Derek Jones Jr., etc. And then obviously Pat came back, so it was a bit of a revolving door. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, power forward rotation itself was just a, an interesting, I guess, narrative throughout the season. So yeah, we locked in on that. So go check that out on
0: all CSGO.com. And uh, speaking of these player evaluations, we are getting closer, gentlemen. We're going to knock out two more today, and then there will only be two left after that. We're going to talk about the seasons that Troy Brown Jr. and Tony Bradley had. Uh, and then if we got some time left over, we'll, we'll touch on what's going on, uh, as Mark just mentioned, with not only Warriors and Mavs, but Celtics and Heat in these conference finals we got going on. So let's dive in to first – Mr. Troy Brown Jr. Now, interesting in that he had a pretty small sample size when he arrived at the trade deadline 2021. uh, And and then, like, soon after arriving, had a bad ankle sprain. And then, basically, we didn't hear from him again until training camp, um, you know, last fall, gearing up for his first full season with the Bulls. Thought it was interesting that he basically did not make Billy Donovan's primary rotation out of the gate to start the season when some people thought that he could be a valuable you know three and d wing kind of player for this bulls team that certainly could use one of those and at least uh use one of those kind of players off the bench underwhelming is the first word that comes to mind when i think of the season that troy brown jr just had and we can toss out some grades. Uh big Dave, let's let's start with you and, and start with anything that uh stuck out to you when you watched Troy Brown's uh season.
2: Uh I think what stuck out the most is kind of what you just said. The Bulls were kinda of in need <laughs> of wings. And for them to say, Nah, we're okay with you, Troy, we'll do something else, pretty much tells you all about it, uh right there. Uh offensively at the beginning of the year, like the first I guess few games, uh he, he looked good offensively like he was hitting the wide open threes which is all you needed him to do um he was solid doing that you know and he wasn't making silly mistakes that kind of went away very quickly and when we saw him just not be able to shoot the ball and then make the mistakes on top of it and then like oh you can't really dribble or you can't really shoot oh, you can't really run this offensive set you know like oh man this is this is this is not good. go sit down, please. like, like it, it was just in kind of in that order for him and then he would come back in like probably a two months later and like hit like three threes you know what I mean in a row in a game like see, I can do it. now in the past, you might have fooled me you know because I was watching trash all day long. so I was looking for any kind of silver lining you know, to happen. So if he did that two months later, I'd like, oh, well, maybe he's got it together. You know, maybe we should try him out, guys. Put him out there. But no, now that I have a competent team and a competent coach, I knew what it was as soon as I saw him do that. Like, you're not doing that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. You're not doing that again. This is not going to be consistent. And it wasn't. Um, even in the very last game of the season, guys, where he got plenty of time, you know, to get some tick, he still was just like, eh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, I gave him a what I give him? I gave him a D. Uh, only because he started off, you know, hitting his threes. That's the only reason I gave him a D. Uh the rest of it was was trash.
1: Fair. Will, what about you? Yeah, I would say I don't know if I'll call this my meathead grade or just my first reaction, but just disappointing. I mean, he came over in this trade last uh deadline and he's 22 years old this year. And you figure, you know, he can start to develop some sort of game. He has some ball handling skills. He's, you know, a big long wing who has a wingspan and can defend a little bit. And just was never able to put anything together um, in a season where, like you said, Dave, they really needed somebody to defend on the wing and hit it open threes. And just kind of disappointing that he wasn't able to get into the rotation. And like, whether it was building trust with Billy Donovan, um, you know, being in the right spots defensively so that Billy could trust him. It just seemed like nothing really went right. And again, uh, he was the 15th overall pick. Like this is not some, you know, scrap heap guy. Uh, It just, it didn't work out. And um, I think the bulls really could have benefited from him, but yeah, I think, you know, he was also kind of like one of those guys that's never afraid to get shots up when he did come in. Um, And I think that might be part of it, too, is it just didn't really feel like he was that bought into the system. Um, I think all of this is said with a grain of salt, though, just because to your point, Matt, there's just not a ton of sample on him. Um, I think he's got some attributes. He's got some tools, but for whatever reason, just wasn't able to put it together. And I think he had opportunities to show that he that he could put it together and he didn't. So that's why I think for me, it's just a little bit disappointing. What
0: if anything stood out to you, Mark?
3: Well, I mean, that's, you know, touching on what Will just said there, like it's not like we haven't seen Troy Brown Jr. do some good things in the NBA. Like his second season in the NBA with the Wizards, he had a really productive season to the point where you thought this guy, you know, he could be a player. He could be a starter in this league. And I really loved the acquisition of Troy Brown Jr. at the time because one, like I said, we, we had seen him have a good season with the Wizards. He fell out of favor there, obviously, which is why he was available. But there was some production to back the logic. But also at the same time, like this was the same deadline that you're trading Wendell Carter to then get back a player who was in that same draft, taking like eight picks later than Wendell. It was kind of like ex- exchanging, um, exchanging, uh, I guess, prospects in the sense. Like you're getting rid of one that you don't necessarily want. You're going to take a punt on another guy from that draft and who maybe has more, more of a chance of hitting or at least playing a position of need. I, I don't know what happened with Troy Ryan Jr. because I, I still think there is a player in there. Uh, we'll, we'll reference his age there. He's 23 in July. He's only six months older than Io. So he's still a young dude. Um, he's got four years of experience in the NBA. So he came in you know, pretty early. But yeah, I, I don't understand what what didn't work for him because I think he's got passing. He's got a passing ability. His rebounding is fantastic for a guard. Um, as we saw in the last game of the season, everyone likes to talk about Pat's 35-odd uh, 30, points in that game. But like Troy Pound Jr. had like 11 rebounds, 16 points, five assists, something like that. We got a glimpse of the player he could be but it just didn't happen. So, yeah, in terms of my grade and those sorts of things, I I guess I'd have to go pretty low because it just didn't work on on multiple fronts here. He wasn't a playmaker. He he certainly wasn't a shooter. He shot 35%, but the volume was extremely low. It was inconsistent shooting. Uh, So, yeah, I I think from an offensive standpoint, let's just call it a a D because the Bulls didn't really get much from Troy Brown Jr. And as as Dave, I think it was, uh, suggested that Billy was more than fine you know, going with so many other guys before he went to Troy Brown Jr. So that's not ideal, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I I think that to me is what was most frustrating is, and and maybe some of it is not Troy's fault, but also given what the Bulls did with their offseason moves last offseason, wondering where he would fit into that rotation and maybe some people being more optimistic that he could be seventh or eighth guy off the bench after they brought in Caruso. And you're like, okay, well, there's your sixth man. But then beyond that, what is there? I personally was kind of already like one foot out the door on Kobe White. Um, Did not have super high expectations for Io's rookie year as far as like playing meaningful minutes. And then obviously all the way to being a a spot starter for a large stretch of games. So I saw Troy Brown Jr. is a guy who could be coming in and giving you 15, at least maybe even 20 on some nights minutes off the bench in that role where the bulls needed a solid wing. And, you know, maybe it was something that Billy Donovan saw in training camp and in the preseason um, that, that he said, this isn't it. This isn't what I'm looking for. And we also know that Billy just loves to run three and sometimes even four guard lineups. and, And Troy Brown jr. Is, is not that, I mean, he's a small forward. Um, I, I It's still just a little weird to me. And Big Dave, you might recall, like back when we were doing lockdown episodes last off season, I, I was one of those people. It sounds like you were too, Mark, that saw what he did in Washington and was like, I, I can still see some solid potential in this young NBA player. Mm-hmm. And when we kept talking about rotations mm-hmm. and then who's playing what role, I would often bring up to you, people always forget about Troy Brown Jr. when they have these conversations. Let's talk about Troy Brown Jr. And then, well, you know, we all saw what happened. So.
1: I, yeah, there's, there's a reason we forgot.
0: <laughs> I guess there's a reason we all forgot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my grades, oh, I, I gave him a D minus on offense. I gave him a D minus on defense. Meathead grades. Yeah, I think. What, what, what do people have
1: there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, meathead grades. Uh, I'm just going to stick with disappointing because I think, you know, the more I think about this and hear you guys talk, like, think about what the Bulls needed most for this season was like another three and D guy. It was Lonzo and yeah. Lonzo was out for 50 games or whatever it was. And somebody needed to fill that role. And you look at Troy Brown and you see six, seven long wingspan shooting the ball at a higher clip this year has some ability to take guys off the dribble, especially, you know, on secondary actions. And he just did none of it. Mm-hmm. So that's D for disappointing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave him a D also on on defense. And I gave him a D on offense. Uh, my me head grade was W W Y S Y D H, and Matt Peck actually knows what this is. And when I tell him this, he'll. I I need you to say it for me, Matt. John C. Riley in Office Space.
0: John C. Riley in Office. space. What would you say you do here? Very good. <laughs> Although
2: I must. <laughs> John
0: McKinley, John- McGinley. John McGinley, excuse uh, me. McGinley. You threw me off for a I second. I threw
2: you off with Riley. I mean, McGinley. McGinley. Yes. But that is exactly what that is. Like, what I, What do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like Will said, you, all the tools, all of them. He has every single thing that the Bulls needed, and including space, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to fill. You know what I mean? Like, including that. It was not a log jam where he was at. It was, dude, I really need you to do this. And Billy was still like, nah, g- nah. <laughs> you know, we'll try something else here. You know, we'll, let's, yeah, thanks for being there. That's nice. Well, where's Matt Thomas? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's something wrong with that. You know, I love me some Maddie legend, uh, but my God, there's something wrong with that when you go away from that for over and over and over and over and over again. And he definitely will be in foul trouble very early and very quickly, uh, also. And, man, I, I mean, he would flash and then disappear. Like, that really would be the case every time. He would get a steal that the Bulls needed. He would hit a three that they needed. But it was never just continuous. So I did not know what he did here. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with him uh, after this year.
0: Yeah, he's he's about to have a meeting with a couple of Bobs and get laid off any minute now. <laughs> Mark, what about you? You Did you have a meathead grade for, for Troy?
3: Yeah, so uh, it's not really creative or anything, but um, TBJSMDH, uh, and and I and I feel that way because whenever whenever I believe in a prospect, I'm not a draft guy, but you know, sometimes I, I do believe in guys when they come into the league, and um, when when they don't necessarily live up to my expectations, from, which could be completely fair, unfair expectations, and completely wrong. I almost feel betrayed by them. Um, Mm. so maybe we should, uh, Troy Betray junior. That's, that's his new name because I I actually, I thought he could be a decent player. I thought there was a a real opportunity for him to stick in Chicago. We've been looking for wings for ages. I know they drafted Pat, but it's not like Pat had cemented himself as the, you know, future small forward type thing. Like there was an opportunity here for Troy Brown junior, particularly with Pat out. Like he, he had a chance. Um, it didn't stick. I, thought, I, think, I think he has the, all the tools to be a good NBA player. It's just about him putting together. I, I wouldn't be shocked in two to three years on a different team. Maybe it takes two or three teams for him to get to that maturity level where he finally finds himself. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I, I, I guess I still believe that there's a player in Troy Brown Jr. I don't think it's going to uh, happen in Chicago. So all I'm left feeling is a little bit of disappointment that one, you know, the trade itself to to bring him him in didn't necessarily materialize the way I would have liked. And and then obviously Troy Brown Jr., the player, didn't necessarily uh, materialize the way I would have hoped.
0: My meathead grade for Troy was in a very uh, similar light to yours in that uh, I felt betrayed by my confidence in him, Mark, uh, (laughs) which is why my meathead grade was H-D-Y-M-M-L-S. Wait, is
2: that how, how dare you make me look stupid? Yes, it is, Gabe. Yes, it is.
0: I am angry at Troy because I voiced my faith in him, and he let me down and made me look stupid Uh-oh. for believing in him. And I don't like looking stupid.
2: That is awesome.
0: Uh, so so real quick, guys, um, he is a restricted free agent uh, this summer. He's got a $7.2 million qualifying offer. He's got a cap hold of over $15 million. To me, all signs point to, well, we tried that, didn't work out. Thanks and bye, Troy Brown Jr. Do any of you guys disagree and think there's a chance that he sticks on a different contract with the Bulls next season?
2: I don't see it, honestly. Um, I think he's he's had that opportunity to play his way in with a with a bad regime and a good one. He's had that opportunity, you know, and it just didn't stick. It, it just wasn't consistent and. You know, I would probably feel different if he was getting, you know, playing time and didn't do well. I could say, well, you know, Billy trusted him enough to put him out there. And then, you know, maybe he saw something in him. You know, maybe they'll, you know, get him on a different contract and bring him back. But he didn't even trust him enough to have him out there on the floor. So I don't see how you trust somebody to I don't see how you don't trust somebody to have him out there on the floor and then say, come on back. Let's do it again. I, I don't see how that happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is it, a restricted. Go ahead, Mark.
2: No, I was just going to say he could he could come back, but
3: it won't be anything more than a veteran minimum top deal uh, at this point with the Bulls, at least. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure if he's going to command anything more than that elsewhere. So, in that sense, the Bulls maybe have every every bit as chance of you know bringing back Troy Junior as other teams do. But at the same time, that that opens up the uh, the field, so to speak. And I, you know, we're talking about the. Uh, you know Troy Brown is a player. It's not like uh, teams are going to be lining up to get him. He'll be like <laughs> one of the last free agents signed at this rate. It seems maybe someone takes a punt on him. Maybe someone's seen something that that we haven't seen and, and believe yeah. because he's still a, a young dude. That maybe they throw out a, a you know a two year eight million dollar deal or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the, the point is he's not going to get paid much. He hasn't deserved uh, to, to or he, his play hasn't warranted that. And I'm I'm pretty sure the Bulls won't be using any of their exceptions or any of their. Uh, you know, their rights as a, a free agent to retaining to anything more than the veteran minimum. I would be shocked if that occurs given their cap position and, and how much uh you know how much money they're gonna have to be outlaying for the current team that's as currently constructed. So I don't think they're gonna be paying Troy Brown big money and I, I, I'm fully expecting him to be on a vet min deal elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. He is a restricted free agent because he's coming off of his rookie deal. So if a team like offers him the vet minimum or something and they want to match that, maybe But, and I do think, I mean, Billy and, uh, and the front office talked about continuity at the end of the season press conference, like maybe, you know, that's a part of it. And they, and they think that he can continue to develop. Like I said, he's only 22, but um, I think probably priority number two or three for this off season is going to be filling out the bench with capable contributors. And that's like spots six, seven to eight, nine, 10. He, I think, falls into the back end of that category. And unless they're like slotting him down to 12th man, it just, they need better players in those spots. So, um, you know, he's got a big cap hold. They'll probably hold on to him for a little while to operate above the cap. But um, it's just, it doesn't really make sense to me unless it's a veteran minimum deal. But even then, to the extent that they like need to find good back end depth It just probably isn't going to work here, which is, which is too bad because I think, you know, as all of you said, like I did have hope for him coming to the bulls. He showed serious flashes in his second year with Washington. Um, Our buddy Mort Jensen was super high on him. I remember uh, even before the trade. So, you know, he's got some skills and I think he could put it together somewhere, but uh, it's just probably, you know, that ship has sailed in Chicago.
0: All right. Well. Uh, if this is it, Troy, thanks for next to nothing. Um, all right, we've, we've got Tony Bradley on deck. We will get to him in just a minute. Oh, but boy. first, today's episode brought to you all by PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit at sign up. You'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our amazing web content, like the grades that we've been doing, the one that Mark just wrote about Pat and our power forward position. You'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 of free bets, free CHGO membership, free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making that $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, which is your home for in-play betting, which just got even better. PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and you can even boost those live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with mm-hmm. PointsBet. You should be doing it every time we've got these conference finals and then the finals, so we only have a few more left. Soak it up. Have all the fun you want with PointsBet. Plus, you can download that points bet app now from your phone if you live in Illinois. Online sign-up is available for Illinois residents. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Will the Thrill, tell them what to do.
1: You live your bet life. That was a weird one. You live your bet life.
0: (laughs) I'm kind of sad that you didn't say that in Spanish.
2: Me too. Brazil. I I, real, I was thinking the same thing. You, you're right. Portuguese, but
1: uh, I got a lot of oh, Portuguese. Portuguese. plug, plug it into uh, Google Translate here. I'll, I'll get it for the next Flex. one.
2: <laughs> oh, see, we were just talking earlier about guys grooming, and Matt talked about his <laughs> extensive grooming habits that he has. <laughs> but one thing that keeps him focused, that he doesn't have to go and leave the house for it to do, because Matt doesn't want to have to leave the house to do it. Here's something he doesn't have to leave the house for, and that's to get some 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens all into his body. All he has to do is what he's been doing, and take a scoop of that Athletic Greens, drink it up, and start his day right. That special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. All of these things, and listen if you're worried about the price, it costs less than three dollars a day, it's cheaper than getting the different supplements yourself, and you're investing in an all in one nutritional insurance. But please do not take my word for it. That man, that international young man himself that we call Will Gottlieb, is a staunch supporter of athletic greens. Matt, could you, I mean,
1: could you tell him about it, Will? Please speak your mind. When uh when I signed up for it using code CHGO, was it CHGO twenty five? That's uh, I got some samples, like five samples, and I brought them with me on the plane so I could you know take it when I when I traveled because I was on the plane for two like a full two days. Um, I love it. Just makes me feel better. I like I love the routine. Uh, it tastes good. It's really good for you. I don't know. I can't. I just like I run out of things, good things to say about it because I just love mm. it so much. So I'm, I'm seriously like, I, I've, I feel like people just do these reads a lot and they don't actually support the thing. But like, I truly do use this product and I like it a lot. So mm. highly recommend.
2: And I mean, just look yeah. at the money maker. Come on, guys. You can see it's working. Look at the hair. Look at the smile. Come on with it. It's working nicely. So to make it easy for you and yours out there, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. The packs Will just told you he took internationally. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGOBulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGOBulls to take ownership over your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. Scoop it, dump it, shake it, drink it, feel it.
1: <laughs> man, Yo, it's with, off hey, the top man. every time. It's off the top <laughs> every time. And I'm one impressed that you can remember it every time. And two, it just sounds so good. They need to they need to use that slogan.
2: Yeah. Well, it took everything in me tonight <laughs> when you were talking about how you took it with you. Because I know where, where, why you went to Brazil It took everything in me to not say. Hey, guys, she'll like it too.
1: <laughs> we're still, we're still alive, Doug.
2: <laughs> I, know. It, it, I know, I know, I it, know. It, I had to get it out. I had to get that out because it was. was something you can was...
1: You just can't. You can't hold everything in. You
2: know. <laughs>
0: oh. So you're saying. The, uh, the big hurt also a big fan of the athletic greens.
2: Yes, <laughs> big hurt likes the athletic greens. Yes, big hurt likes the athletic greens, man. Oh man, but it's a wonderful product. Not only do you take it, the um, there's a young lady who uh, is a caregiver for my mother. I gave it to her. She takes it every day. She absolutely loves it. She adores it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great product, like you said, Will. It's not just lip service. It's a really great product. Truly, it really is. Truly.
0: There you go. Uh, all right, let's move on to Tony Bradley. Uh, I feel like we can oh, grade God. his season pretty <laughs> quick. Uh, here's a summary in case you forgot what Tony Bradley did in 55 appearances this season. Oh, three points, <laughs> three and a half boards, half a block. Woo! I mean, if you want to be kind, you can say if you stretch his numbers out per 36, he averaged 2.2 blocks per 36 minutes. <laughs> okay, I so fails. He, he only... <laughs> He only played My about team. 10 minutes per game when he got himself off that, the end of that bench. Clearly Bulls fans were hoping if called upon, he could be a room protector of sorts, not a whole lot of expectations offensively, like a short roller who has bad hands. I thought we were done with bad hands when we got Wendell out of town, but apparently not. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, um, you know, centers are, are a little bit more useful when they can catch basketballs. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, here's, here, here's mine real quick. F for offense. F plus for defense because of those 2.2 <laughs> blocks per 36. And an F plus overall because, you know, he gave me some laughs every once in a while. And an F plus because... When all those vooch haters were so loud at the start of this season, <laughs> and then we got to see what this team looked like with Tony Bradley as its starting center, that shut the vooch haters up, if just for a short while.
1: Yeah. What James. what is an F plus? Can you can you get an F plus? It's just a fail, right?
0: So it's still a failing grade. It's just like a failing grade with like you know like failing a the, okay. It's like an F, and then there's like a smiley sticker next to the F. <laughs>
2: Congrats on failing. Right, right, right. Gold star. Good job. It's like being shot and stabbed. Wonderful.
1: (laughs) Uh, Another guy like Troy Brown, where I actually had some hope for him coming in because he put up some good numbers in OKC in the second half of the year. He got traded from Philly. He was solid in Utah as a backup to Rudy Gobert uh, from 2017 to 2020. Um, But yeah, I mean, he was just like Completely unplayable I, I would I would venture to guess that the majority of these minutes and stats came in garbage time. I mean, he he was just like you couldn't play him during meaningful minutes, and I think that also led to the Bulls having to use some of their biannual exception on Tristan Thompson, which I think was also a mistake. Um, so it just led to uh, you know another mediocre questionable decision from the front office. Um, I, yeah, he was just, he was very disappointing and he's got a player option on his deal, uh, for this year for like 2 million or so. So he's going to be back, get, you know, get used to it guys. Cause he's going to be around. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, he, he was pretty unplayable. I think that was kind of my analysis, not, not, nothing too, uh, groundbreaking there.
2: (laughs) Uh, yes. Tony Bradley, um, when they signed him, I didn't mind it. Cause I'm like, well, you know, it's Tony Bradley. You're signing Tony Bradley. He's tall. And I'm like, well, he's a backup center. He probably won't play a lot. And I honestly just need him to be tall and block shots. And a lot of games he forgot to be tall. And that's, that's really, really the saddest thing. Um, which made me more upset than anything. And Matt knows I can't stand, uh, seven footers who forget their seven feet. I can't stand it. Um, yeah, it's just really bon- – I think it's offense, I gave him a D-minus Um, because in games that he did start – what was that one game he started? He actually had a good game. Um, He had a couple of good games, actually, and then got off the floor immediately. And I'm like, cool, that's exactly what you should be used as. Oh, my God, you did something good. Yes, now leave. You know, because <laughs> like, we know it's not going to continue for a long time. Just You did something nice. All right, go away. Thank you very much. And I appreciated him for that. And I gave him that because of what Matt said. He, he further amplified the point of what it, you don't want Vooch, then <laughs> take a look, you know what I'm saying? What's going to be there for you guys. And I appreciate him showing uh, Bulls fans that like putting a, a face to it. Uh, that was very nice of him, but he got a D minus for me for that. He got an F for defense, because like I said, you're out there to be a defender and to be tall. And he wasn't really great at that. Um, he would run the floor. It looked funny. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, he would run the floor. But he wouldn't finish like he would get down there so aggressively and they would give him the ball and he would forget what to do with the ball sometimes. And it was very frustrating to watch him do that. He did not play a lot. Um I don't know what else to say about it. Like It was just a D and an F. Overall, I gave him a D minus um, because because he did have a couple of games where he was serviceable. But overall, yeah, he, he just yeah, wasn't good.
3: Yeah, like this this one kind of feels similar to Troy Brown Jr. in a sense, and and look, the, there's a theme here in the sense that the Bulls their 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 backup rotation, like it almost felt like AK was giving that chance to a lot of young guys to maybe, mm-hmm. you know, let's take a punt on a few guys and see if one of one or two of these guys stick, like. Obviously, we know Kobe and I are coming off the bench, Pat being young as well. But, you know, Tony Bradley is only 24 this season. We talked, we talked about Troy Brown Jr. being 22. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is like 24, 25. Javante, you know, a little bit older. But nonetheless, like, they took some, some, some chances on some young guys and some calculated chances. Like, similarly to how we talked about um, uh, Troy Brown Jr. having some games or having a season where he played pretty damn well. Like, we can say the same thing about Tony Bradley last season whereby he showed some really nice things in both Philadelphia and in OKC. He played for both teams last season. And to that point, like here's a question for you, a bit of trivia. How many, how many double-digit points um, scoring games did Tony Bradley have this season with the Bulls? Oh, um, two, four. Four. Matt was bang on too. And one of those mm. games includes the, the last game of the season where, you know, rubbish game, who cares, 11 points in that game. It's a meaningless meaningless game with both teams running, you know, their second and third units. So it's really just one, uh, one game, really, if we want to call it that, whereby he had, you know, a double-digit scoring night. Compare that to last season with both the Sixers and OKC. He had 13 games with double-digit points, mm. and that's when he played 42 games. So Mm -hmm. a good percentage of his games, he was scoring double-digit points. But like he had games last season where he was eighteen and eleven, and sixteen and fourteen, or whatever it may be. Games where he's had two, three, four blocks, that sort of thing. So um, there was a there was some you know a reason to believe this guy could be a decent backup center. Like he had shown some stuff in the NBA. It wasn't just some random dude that they just pulled off the street. You you look tall. Can you play backup center for us? Like there was. there was some reasoning as to why it made sense. And the fact that he was young, the fact that you could get him on, on a vet minimum, vet minimum deal, like there was potential yeah. for this to be a really good signing, but similarly to, to Troy Brown Jr. It just never happened in Chicago for for all the reasons that you noted there, Dave. So um, yeah, disappointing, I guess, because, you know, I feel similarly from a grades perspective. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be kind enough to give him an F plus, <laughs> um, (laughs) um, nonetheless like it just didn't work Uh, I I, I guess he's coming back next season but he he certainly can't be the backup next season um, unless he you know crazy things happen but he just didn't look like the player that I thought he would be like even against the Bulls last season he had a game against Wendell where he scored you know Seven to seven from the field. Yes. So this is the, uh, the Sixers truck the Bulls in that game, if I'm re- remembering correctly. Or if they You're did, right. maybe it just felt like they did because Tony no, they did. Bradley was killing us. <laughs> yeah, we so never like,
0: beat the Sixers, Mark. It, it yeah, had to be beat. a loss.
3: They trucked yeah, them. Yeah, I remember true, true. it will. True, true. So, like that game, like I'll, I'm not expecting many of Bull fa- Bulls fans and myself included here to go back and watch all of Tony Bradley's tape. Like that's one game that sticks in your mind. And, and when they signed him, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this dude doing some stuff against us. So he gave you some impetus to think that he could be good, but he was anything but that. So um, another disappointing rotation guy.
0: Yeah, That he was. Um, and you mentioned the, the contract and the fact that he could be back, Mark. He got a two-year deal with the Bulls last summer. Uh, so year two of that deal for $2 million on the table for him. It is, interestingly, a player option. So mm-hmm. does Tony Bradley think that the body of work he showed just now this season is enough for him to opt out and see if he can get something better on the free agent market. Kind of hard to believe that. Like, yeah. I, if I'm Tony Bradley, I can't convince myself of that. If I'm Tony Bradley's agent, I can't convince him of that. Maybe take that $2, million, two million and be glad you have it. Um, which leads me to my meathead grade for Tony, which is P-O-O. Um, coincidentally, poo, P O O stands for please opt out. That's what I want. <laughs> it, it just so happens that that spells poo, so it's like a
2: double meaning
0: meathead oh, grade man. for Mr. Brab.
2: Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. Um, mine, my, my meathead grade was C O T C, which stands for carried out the club. Um, <laughs> Matt knows this well. Matt knows how angry this made me, Mark. And you, you, don't, you ain't seen me angry, but I understand. But Matt knows how angry this made me when they played Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stephen Adams picked that man up like a child and carried him back to the baseline. I was so mad. I, that was the day I was completely out uh, on him. And I was out of the Tony, the Tony Bradley business right then and there the anger i felt in my heart and soul watching that because look this to get even you know what to get even more to the meathead side of things on this okay in chicago certain numbers mean something okay you know number one the number 23 uh the number 34 you know for walter payton like certain numbers mean stuff here in the city and 13 is one of those numbers that means something here in the city. That means something. All right. So when you put that number on, you got you, I'm not saying you got to be that, but you have to play a certain with a certain kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. You have to play with a certain kind of resolve and a little more strength, or you just, you know, you have to. It has to be like that. That's a me head side of Chicago. I mean, it's just what it is. When you do that, when you put that number 13 on and you don't even do that. i was like man you can't do that and watch that be carried out of out of the stadium all right by another human being i was completely out on tony bradley after that game i was done it was frustrating (laughs) for it to happen on martin luther king day as well was even more frustrating for me because i felt no sense of peace in myself i felt nothing but anger i was so upset and angry at him for that but but yeah that that bothered me to no end and i didn't want to see him again so i comes back i don't i don't care if he leaves i don't don't care either way
3: (laughs) Well, see that's that's stephen adams incident like i'm of two minds because pretty much anyone could be carried off like that by stephen adams so i almost like i almost like feel mercy for troy bradley jr like if Mm -mm. stephen adams can pick up that dude then um you know he could pick up bloody anything but at the same time he showed no resistance at no like, time! He, he just sort of he just sort of took it and accepted it yeah. and that was from the funny thing like he just he didn't try to fight out of it at all no struggle right. like, no he, not even, even confused face he just sort of stood there blankly and was like okay i'm gonna get carried out that <laughs> out <freaking
2: Adam." laughs> like, oh my god yes <laughs> That's exactly why, boy. It was like no like, hey man, put me down. you know say, wait, man, what are you doing? None of that. It was okay. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> It's like uh like when a when a
0: cub gets picked up by its parent, you know, like a lion, you know, like the the, the large feline mothers that just carry their babies around in their mouth, <laughs> and the baby's just like, Okay, well I guess this is happening. This is my mode of transportation from point A to point B. Yeah,
2: that it was should Tony be like Bradley. A-
1: there should be a team option if you ever get picked up like that by another player.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you recover from that? Like, seriously, how do you recover from? That? I would get it if it was a guard, you know what I am Like, but dude, you're seven feet tall and like 250, 60 pounds, whatever he is, and he picked. And you're right, Mark. Stephen Adams is is an incredible force of a human being. He can pick up anything and carry it like that. But like you said, there was no resistance to it at all. Like it was just except
1: People had to hold Isaiah Stewart back. Like, come on. <laughs> right. You know, that man
2: tried to take the long way in the stadium through the tunnels to try to get to LeBron. My God. This man was just like, okay. Uh,
0: so, Will, did you have a meathead grade for Mr. Bradley?
2: Uh, mine was, come on, man.
0: <laughs> Short and sweet. Real simple. Come on, man. Come on, man. What are we doing here, man? Doing, man? <laughs> Just come on. Mark, did we get your meathead grade on Tony?
3: No, look, I, like like Bradley, you know, in showing little resistance and showing nothing, no effort at all in terms of when being picked up by Stephen Adams, I showed no effort at all when coming up with his meathead, <laughs> meathead grade. So uh, I got nothing because uh, Tony Bradley gave me nothing. Because
0: that's what he deserves. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's what you are
0: it's a big nothing oh my (laughs) goodness oh well all right well guys you know what this means is we've gotten that much closer we're gonna wrap this up (laughs) with uh with our pal tristan and dave's boy maddie legend on uh on a show later this week um and tomorrow we uh we're gonna have a cool guest chat with us um but we still got a little bit of time left. So, Big Dave, after you give the people one more quick hit on PointsBet,
2: we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll touch on what happened in these conference finals over the weekend. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to that. And you should look forward to this because you really enjoy what we do here at CHGO. One way you continue to help us to grow, that rhyme, is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only are you getting those two, count them, one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but – If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that cool, awesome, wonderful web content. And you'll even get a free t-shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. And in case you missed it, that online sign-up is available for people in this beautiful state of Illinois and this wonderful city of Chicago where the weather is outside right now because it is like 60-something degrees and I love it. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, and you can do it all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So, what are you waiting for? Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Mark K from Australia, please tell him what you do.
1: You live your bet life. <laughs> That's the Batman.
2: You live <laughs> yeah. your
1: bad life.
2: That's sensual Batman right there, like oh, all right. You live insane. your bed life. Okay, there you go. There, you, there you, that, there you go. That one right there. That's the one.
1: <laughs> what is happening? Um, <laughs> we're talking about freaking Troy Brown and Danny Bradley. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, we're we're
0: finished talking about Troy and Tony. Done. Um, the uh, the DeVito and Schwarzenegger-style twins of this Bulls 2021 season. 2021, season. Um, not in talent, just in stature. Yes. Um, all right, guys. So I, I, I'm curious what each of you took away as the most surprising or interesting thing from this weekend's action. So Friday, we saw Warriors erase a 19-point deficit to storm back in the second half, massive third quarter, Um, and beat the Mavericks to take a 2-0 lead. Saturday, we see the Heat hold off the Celtics after the Heat opened up a big 20-point lead in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jimmy Butler left that game, did not return in the second half because of, I don't know, some knee thing. I'm sure his biggest fan, Mark, can tell us more about that. Uh, (laughs) And then Sunday, we returned to Warriors Mavs to see the Warriors pull out a 109-100 win just kind of cementing the fact that even if Luca does Luka things like 40 and 11, mm-hmm. that Warriors team is just a better team. So of all of that stuff, game two uh, between Golden State and Dallas, game three between Miami and Boston, and game three between Dallas and Golden State, what stuck out?
1: Uh, Will, I'll start with you. All right. I just have a question for you guys. There, there's this whole narrative going around about like how the Celtics won what is it, three of the last four quarters and, like, six of eight or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. who cares? You lost the game. Exactly. Why are, why are we talking about this? <laughs> exactly. This yeah. is, like, okay, This this first of all, very Jim Boylan of them to say. Secondly, oh, yeah, exactly. this is the playoffs. Like, you can't – it doesn't matter if you won a quarter. That's, like, a regular season consolation prize. This is the playoffs. Right. This is the conference finals. What Agreed. are we doing here? The Heat are just – they're outplaying them. I don't care about, like, more quarters. That's just – that. Was frustrating to me. How
0: dare you disrespect draft combine
1: coordinator Jim Boylan? I mean, come on, <laughs> show that man some respect. And then on the Warriors, like they, the game where they came back down 19, um, I wasn't able to watch last night, but it's like you just watch this team and they're just like coming. It's like the same thing as Giannis. Like you just know he is going to make that run. It's the same thing as like peak LeBron in like the early 2010s where it's like no lead is safe. You just you have to win by thirty, or you're not going to win because they're going to come back. And they're they're like it's so cliche, but like the championship DNA in them is so real. Like they mm-hmm. just know how to win games. It's so impressive. Um, yeah. And then you you also see some of the younger guys like really buying in and having an impact on that. Uh, Kevin Looney, I want to call out especially because he was awesome. Um, and just like. Being able to hold his own on an island against Luca is one thing. But then he's like contributing on the glass at a super high level. Uh he's scoring because of all the movement that's going on around him and taking advantage. Like he, he's had a hell of a series. Um and the Warriors, I mean, they just look like they're ready to compete for another championship right now. Like they're they're almost there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 definitely right there. Um and I yeah, I think the two things surprised me in that Western conference. I shouldn't say surprise, but that stood out for me was one Andrew Wiggins uh, definitely stood out. Uh, yeah, he's been playing playing great. Well. And it's not, it's not the outside regular shooting. It's what he's doing inside. Like, you know, the, the getting the, as Stacey King called the 50, 50 balls, you know what I mean? Uh, Getting those tip ins on the offensive rebounds and stealing points. He is really just straight up stealing points uh, from Dallas. And, you know, those garbage time points, which not garbage time, but those garbage uh, points that, you know, most people might not think, you know, they mean anything or something they count for anything because you know that it does it isn't pretty, you know what I'm saying? Or anything like that. But no, he's getting them and it leads to something pretty like him dunking all over Luca. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Andrew Wiggins for playing as well as he did. But it also for me just highlights how much Dallas needs some size. <laughs> inside that should be one of their top priorities when they're going into uh this offseason, man. They they need a big guy down there because Cleaver and Powell is not going to be it. Cause once Cleaver goes out, it's, it's a wrap and that should never be the case. Like I should never be like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm losing Cleaver. We're done. You know what I'm like I shouldn't feel that way. Um, but they definitely need some help uh, on the interior. Any help Luca, uh, it wants to receive. He needs to get, cause like you said, he's 40 and 10 and you know, they're only three when he scores 40 points in the playoffs. And that shouldn't be the case at all. Um, in the other series, uh, I mean, the Heat are just good. I mean, we talked about how good – I understand the players are excellent because they are, but I'm always marvel at Eric Spolstra because he's always prepared, and he's always ready for whatever you do best. He enjoys taking it away from you, like all he's the really time, prepared
1: man. his children for the road, you know.
2: <laughs> okay, that's enough, right? right? That's too much. That's too know, much, Jim. It's too much, too much, man. You know what I mean? I know, you ain't, I know you're nowhere near here, so I can't neuralize you right now because you're in brazil man but hey i'll make it work i'll make it work but um yeah man like he's he's just so good at coaching man he's just so damn good and for me the heat go as bam goes i've always felt that i felt that last year um so when bam is on they're they're extra tough to beat and he was on he was definitely on uh in that last game man and for me he was the reason they they got that victory um and for boston man tatum uh Tatum was just completely cold. He was, he was off. He did not have that kind of game that I expected him to have in these playoffs, man. And he's got to get that together because um uh, I'm not saying this is a must win, but it kind of is. You know, for Boston. You don't want to go down 3-1 going back to South Beach. You know, that's not ideal at all. So, yeah, they they got to be ready for this, one, man, and Tatum has to be ready for this.
3: Uh I I'm, I'm going to say something and it might offend one one of our co-hosts here, one, Uh-oh. one in particular. I, I, I love everything about the Miami Heat, and I'm sure this is going to piss off a lot yeah. of people listening to this as well. But, you know, just looking at this objectively, what what a franchise. What a franchise. Like they, they nail everything every single damn time. And we, we can talk – I'm not even talking about Jimmy here. Like, let's just ignore, ignore Jimmy because, you know, I can bang on about that all day. But And, and this, this is true of the Warriors too, but, like, what those two teams have done – and, and, and talking about what we have t- discussed today, you know, Troy Brown Jr. Tony Bradley, like the, the Warriors, the Heat, they just mm-hmm. nailed their their back end of rotation selections, like in the offseason. And it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a surprise that they're here doing what they are now because of what they sort of did in the offseason. Like we, we talked about Troy Brown Jr. and Tony Bradley maybe being guys that have shown something in the past. You get them in unreasonable deals and, and maybe they become something. The Heat consistently rolling guys from nowhere who, who every other team wouldn't have even thought of bringing in, like Gabe Vincent, like Max Strus, like Caleb Martin. Like these dudes are playing legitimate minutes for a team that's on the verge or two games away from making the NBA finals for the second time in three years. I, I, I assumed the Heat weren't going to be very good this season because I didn't rate Max Truse, uh Gabe Vincent, <laughs> Caleb Martin, Dwayne Dedmon. I thought their bench was going to be their Achilles heels, Achilles heel mm-hmm. rather. But these dudes are playing so damn good. Like Gabe Vincent is playing point guard in place of Kyle Lowry, who's who's been missing games throughout this playoffs. Max Truce, who we know about here in Chicago, is, is has taken and completely supplanted uh, T- Duncan Robinson's role in that team. So to mm-hmm. me, like. I'm watching the Heat games and I just marvel at their team building. You know, we can talk about Supolstra, we can talk about, about Ban, Jimmy, all that sort of stuff, but their team building is consistently amazing. And same with the Warriors. Like, they've completely hit on the Otto, Pol- Otto Porter signing, which hurts us given what we had to go through with Otto Porter, but he has been mm-hmm. so freaking huge with them. Um, Gary Gary Payton's second was an unbelievable signing. It's, it sucks that he's out, but it seems like he's potentially available to come back to the finals. And you know, the, the Warriors are going to the finals at this stage that they've gotten things out of their role, guys. Like Kavon Looney and Andrew Wiggins. So to me, as, as much as we can talk about the basketball aspect of it, and, and, we, sh- and we should, like it's the, it always comes back to team building for me because it's often the difference. Like the teams, you know, we, we can talk about star power and, and that ultimately being the, the main thing that matters. Like the team who has the best guy generally wins. But at the same time, those best players need the you know the best team around them as well. It, you can't just have the best guy. We saw that with Giannis not being able to overcome the Celtics. So, you know, so much of, you know, who gets through into the finals, who wins this uh, NBA championship, it really does speak to their role guys and the level of play that they get from their role guys. We as Bulls fans know the, the the issues that we had with our bench this season. These teams are getting great bench play and great role player play, and it's, it's the difference right now. Hmm.
0: I, I take no issue with any of what you just said because you're right. Um, it doesn't bug me at all. Um, I mean, yeah, there wasn't too much love for Jimmy in that. You know, <laughs> you were mostly talking about the role guys, so I appreciate that. But well, I think the, the, the Miami
3: the, Heat, I love them. I the love biggest,
0: them. the biggest point you made to me is Pat Riley. Why are the Heat where they are? Why did they go to the finals in the bubble? To Pat Riley, the dude knows how to build rosters and damn good ones. I hate that because I've hated Pat Riley since I, you know, knew how to talk and walk. I've hated Pat Riley. The man builds
2: winners. <laughs> Um, what do you mean? Damn. Come on, Dave. Talking. I liked about the Lakers. I hated them on the Knicks, of course. But again, well, Showtime Lakers, man. Shout yeah. You,
0: you mean, you know, you mean when I was just a little twinkle in my daddy's eye? You know, those Showtime Lakers of Pat yeah. Riley was
2: leading. Yeah, you can still see them. You're, you're watching the, the TV show now. You don't sure. have no hate for Pat Riley, man. Like
0: I wasn't watching them battle my bulls on television,
2: though. Exactly. I have no, no I have no love. I have no love and also have the you read you gave me this book (laughs) you gave me this come on since uh uh, by
0: by the (laughs) way because this is an
1: audio only episode what's up will since 1995 96 when pat riley took over well he was a coach at the time but he was involved with the front office and then uh stan van gundy took over for a few years and then handed it over to spolstra um in 1995, when he took over, they've missed the playoffs only six times. They've had wow. three different cores go to the finals. I mean, it's mm. just, it's incredible. right? right. Yeah, and it's, special. yeah, I mean, you see this all over the league, whether it's the Spurs who probably get a lot more notoriety from it because they've won more championships. Um, this is what the Warriors are turning into, as Mark said. Uh, it's just, it's the player development. It's hitting in the draft. It's making the right trades, making bets on players. Um, and taking huge swings on free agents and they nail everything. It's, it's super impressive. That it is. Um, I I did
0: want to give, uh, just a quick shout out to the beauty of warriors basketball. Um, Mm. I think a lot of people were kind of throwing pedals at the feet of the Dallas Mavericks defense for the back half of this season, maybe partly because it was so surprising, Everybody was like, wait, the Mavs defense is like leading or damn near the top in all of these advanced, you know, defensive metrics like the, the Mavs. How? And then the Warriors were like, oh, that's cute. We're going to pick you apart. Um, 33 assists on 46 made baskets in their game two win in which, by the way, Dre Wiggins, Curry and Clay all had five assists, like four of their starting five had five. Like talk about balance and ball movement. Worked to perfection. And then in game three, 30, or sorry, in, in game three, 28 assists on 38 made baskets. Draymond had five, Wiggins had three, Kevon Looney had four, Clay with three, and Steph with 11. Beautiful offensive basketball. People quickly forgot just how damn good that Warriors offense is because of, you know, a, a down year or two. Steph. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. And also, you know, you can still credit the Mavs for having a really strong defensive season, but ain't the Warriors
1: can't, can't stop the Warriors. Yeah. I want to ask one more question. That's more theoretical and we don't have to get into it because we're already at an hour here, but like, does it make you guys wish, or do you think that the bulls have enough of an identity? Cause you look at the Warriors and you know exactly what they are offensively and what the, even to the, to an extent what they can do defensively switching the ball mm-hmm. Um, switching ball screens and everything because of how great Draymond is like you know that they're weaponizing the system like they have opportunities to get Steph you know to go one-on-one against your weakest defender all day but they choose not to do that the Heat like when you think of the Heat you think of five guys that are going to switch and defend at a super high level Um, and that's one thing that stood out to me over the course of this year was that like whether it was because of injuries or because it's just difficult to do it around DeMar, the Bulls didn't really feel like they had as much of an identity, certainly like season to season or like uh, era to era. Like, you know, the heat are always going to be the same regardless of who's on the roster. And it's like, the player's got to buy in or it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are running this system, this triangle thing with the splits, with the switching and it all, it all works because of Steph. Like it's very personnel driven, but they still stick to that and they like Jordan Poole didn't play until he figured it out. So, it makes me it makes me kind of wish that the Bulls had more of a a system that they kind of bought into and, and you know, could rely on a little bit more because I think in the playoffs they were a little bit out of sorts just not really knowing what to do outside of DeMar taking elbow jumpers. Yeah, well, I, I would
3: argue that is their offensive identity. The Bulls had an offensive yeah. identity, so it's just not a very uh, appealing one. And defensively, um, you know, all, all these teams that are left standing have so many, so many different looks that they can go defensively. The, the defensive versatility that those teams have is staggering when you compare it to what the Bulls had, which is, I know Billy doesn't likes to suggest the Bulls never play drop defense, but that's basically their base scheme. <laughs> Compare with what the Bulls' defense looks like to what we've seen from the Heat, who can switch, who can go zone, who can you know flipping back to a man in in an instant. The Celtics can do the same thing. The Warriors can do the same thing. The Warriors and have the been Bucks doing can that. Can exactly.
1: go two bigs or Giannis at the five or yeah. Giannis and Bobby and Brooke. Like they just all these teams have so many different kinds of ways that they can beat you, and I I think that was limiting for the Bulls. Yep.
2: Yeah, it was limiting, but also this is they're going into year three of this and basically year two for me, like thinking about it with Billy Donovan and AK uh doing everything they're doing. So everybody you mentioned, you know, had time to build it. So, you know, yeah, like you don't have one because it hasn't been built yet in my opinion. Um, They still figuring it out. So yeah, I'm gonna give them time to figure it out. And once they do, then I'll, I think I could probably judge it better on, on that tip. But, you know, like you said, the heat culture has been like that since the early two thousands, even probably even earlier than that. Uh, dealing with like Tim Hardaway when they were getting whooped on by the Bulls. Like they still had that mindset of that toughness and stuff like that. And Golden State, you know, as soon as they got Steph, that's when their culture kind of began and Milwaukee the same way. And they had to take their lumps along the way too. Um, so yeah, it's just time, like time. That's the only way it works <laughs> like that in the NBA. It takes time to build those things. So we'll see what it looks like as they keep going.
0: Uh, Dave, that was a good reminder that, uh, we are nearing the end of these player grades and evaluations uh, for the first month of our offseason content. We will also be doing this kind of stuff for Arturis and Mark Eversley as well as Billy Donovan and evaluating the seasons they had as executives and as the head coach of this Bulls basketball team. So stay tuned for that sometime not too far down the road. And one more quick reminder. Just want to make sure everyone gets the memo. We're going to have a cool guest chat with us on tomorrow's episode, <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. Well done, sir. Well 3 done. p.m. Flex. Central Time. <laughs> not my flex. It's just a silly pun that I just – not even a pun. It's just a reference. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Big Dave is at Baal, BAWL Sports. Mark is at MK Hoops in Australia. Hanging out with Bulls fans in Brazil. It's Will the Goat Gottlieb <laughs> at Won't Gottlieb. Um, i Bulls underscore Pack for CHO underscore Bulls. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation. Appreciate you. Thanks as always for tuning in. See you Red be good. <laughs>